Hey everyone, it's your host Dave Cameo from Squawking Dead, and I just wanted to do some housekeeping before you listen to the rest of the episode. ko-fi.com slash squawking dead is a means to support our podcast. It's a means for you to get the behind the scenes info that you'd like as a result of lending us your support, your devotion, uh, and signaling to us that you like us. Uh, my number one request usually in every episode is to just follow us. The reason being is that sometimes we do things that benefit everybody, not just our supporters. One of those things we actually started yesterday, which is we actually made all of our, what would normally be our supporter-backed content, you know, supporters only, locked behind a paywall. We may, we're making that content available for free the entire week. The reason why this week is because there's a lot of different content that we're recording that is going on this week. A lot of a variety of different kinds of content, like a watch party we're, we're having tomorrow for The Old Ways, a movie on Netflix, starring Bridget Callie Canales, who is Rachel, who plays Rachel on Fear the Walking Dead Season 6. Um, she, uh, she stars in this movie, and we'll be watching it, hopefully, with her in attendance, as well as the director. Uh, yes, you can join the audience, you can, you can react in the chat, and you'll be able to download the unedited episode recordings, uh, the unedited watch party, once it's complete, um, as well as an interview with Mo Collins. Uh, we're, we'll be doing that on Thursday, and you can join in the audience as we interview her. You'll be able to download the unedited interview recordings so that you can enjoy them on the go as a benefit to you and again this stuff is normally locked behind a paywall for supporters but this week alone this week only we'll be making this available to the general public and the way to get it is to just follow us just follow us on ko-fi.com slash squawking dead you'll see the notifications come up when the uh meeting info is posted on our on that website and you'll be able to tune in at that time, join in the fun. You'll be able to get the notification when the unedited, unedited episode recordings or the interview recordings show up. You'll be able to download those to your heart's content. And, uh, well, you can already download our coverage of The Walking Dead's season premiere of season 11, the final season, uh, on ko-fi.com slash walking dead. Uh, the reason it just came out yesterday and it stars one of our new tier members. Well, what are tiers? Tiers are basically a means to support us monthly. With a minimum dollar amount, you'll be able to join a specific, one of three specific tiers. Uh, The entry level tier is obviously the the one that we've been doing this whole time, which is $3. You become a walker, the walker tier. You'll get all the the benefits I kind of outlined just earlier, the ability to join us in the episodes, the ability to download the unedited episode recordings, and all these, basically almost everything. The next tier level is the Whisperers tier, which means if you pay a certain amount, you will be able to not only get all the benefits from the Walker tier, you'll be able to get your name in the in the credits to the video, as well as a shout out, as you will hear at the end of this episode, at the end of the audio podcast. Oh, you thought that was it? That was it? No. You'll also be able to get 50% off in the merch store. That's right. 50% off all the Squawking Dead merch. Uh, to shop for that merch, you head over to co- uh, squawkingdead.com, click the main menu, and click merch. You'll be right there. And just 
figure out what you want, contact me. I will get it over to you at half price. No ifs, ands, or buts. Finally, our last tier, our top tier, is the survivors tier. The survivors tier is kind of the reason why we decided to roll tier membership tiers out because we thought we wanted to engender a little bit more we are squawking dead mentality which is why not create a tier that is pretty expensive and is only limited to five slots because we can only have so many people on the podcast um just technology that's it's a technological limitation <laughs> but um yes you heard right that is the ability the survivors here is the ability to join us on stream while we are uh breaking down episodes and to wit um as soon as we rolled out our membership tiers aliza j took advantage took one of the five spots and joined us for the walking dead's season premiere of season 11 and i gotta tell you it's been a, such a great move so far i we enjoyed having her input and her humor on the podcast as well as drum roll please the return of meg the geek that's right meg the geek she had taken the hiatus from us um about two years ago uh just before the pandemic i think it was and she is back she is better than ever and it's like we didn't miss a beat it was great to have both Eliza and Meg the Geek to cover that episode. And again, that episode, the unedited version of that episode, is already up for free during free week. <laughs> so take advantage, download that episode, but you'll only be able to do that if you're following us. You'll only be able to know when the new stuff comes out, when the meeting requests come out to join the watch parties, the interviews, if you follow us at ko-fi.com slash dead. And if you like what you're hearing, what you're what you're able to take part in, you can join one of the membership tiers or just buy us a coffee. That's right, buy us a coffee. For three bucks, you will get a bunch of everything in the Walker tier, essentially. Um, and that's about it. Enjoy this episode. It was a really, it, it turned out to be a really, really fruitful conversation that ends up dovetailing very nicely into uh, what we see in the season premiere of season season 11 of The Walking Dead. So enjoy. Again, you can follow Ben at Just Keep Walking Podcast at turnsounds.com slash just keep walking. Or you can listen to some, some of the other podcasts that turn, turnsounds.com has to offer. Uh, ben is an incredible human being. Uh, I, I very much enjoy talking to him. I love his mind. I love, his, I love the way he, he thinks how technical he can get because he is a filmmaker and uh and again i, I mentioned his series on the music of the walking dead it, it is a very well thought out well produced series of uh just analyzing and going down the rabbit hole of the meaning of some of uh the significance of a lot of the music that occurs in the walking dead and really really diving deep even interviewing sam ewing um who uh did some of the scoring on the walking dead so please take advantage of that once the blog comes out i will be re referring to all of this material uh, say a prayer for me once it comes out in any case enjoy take care and let us know what you think at ratethispodcast.com slash walking dead after every single episode including this one five stars in the night plan is all we need but rate us whatever you want and say whatever you want let us know what you liked what you didn't like uh, just comment tell us how you're doing what are you eating for dinner it all helps. Take care. We'll speak to you soon.
We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. <laughs> and I'm here with Ben from Just Keep Walking Podcast. Hello. How are you, Benji? I'm doing great, thanks. I'm your host, David Cameo. I'm joined by Cosmon09 and, of course, Sharon DKK Blazer Gardner. Okay. Well, I don't really know where this is going to go because so Benji and I let's let's just start with the with the preamble. Uh, Benji sure. and I had a conversation on Instagram saying, "Hey, you know, Walking Dead's coming back. It's our bread and butter. It's it's you know well, how we all got started. So why don't we just do something fun?" I said, "Hey, what do you want to do?" He's like, "Yeah, let's just com- I don't know why you got to explain this, but like, yeah, let's <laughs> Let's compare 603, you know, Walking Dead 603 with uh, Walking Dead 616. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't ask why. And I figured, I'd say, oh, let me ask well, once we get on to figure out where your head's at. But <laughs> well, as, as the month proceeded, because we, we talked about it, like, you know, like three weeks ago or so, maybe a month. And, uh, you know, during that conversation, we're like, okay, why don't we also like throw in just in case. Just in case there's not much to talk about, uh, let's throw in TWD Orange, Origins as well. Like, who watched that? You know, that's that's you know, it's going to be my first question at some point. Yeah, that's but a good question. So what was your thought? What was your thought process about six hundred three and six sixteen? What really had you go? Because I feel like, and this is my assumption, you can tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> that you're like, you know, I've always wanted to do this with the guys, but they keep laughing at me. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> Benji, we, we don't want to do it. We got to move forward. We only have so much to do. Like, we have the Astromech podcast. You know, we got all these other podcasts on turnsounds.com. We don't have time for this, Benji. You're like, okay. Hey, maybe I'll ask Dave. <laughs> so, walk me through what your thought process was. Pretty much, yeah. I was just like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> I need to uh, put Dave through, you know, as much trauma as I can before we start recording, so he's a bit shaken up. So you know, so, no, but um, <laughs> it's so true. Though. <laughs> the the main reason those two stood out to me is because both of them have like really controversial endings or like big moments in them that you know you remember six oh three as the Glenn Dumpster episode. <laughs> And then, um, <laughs> and 616 is the, the cliffhanger one, which upset everyone, which is fair enough. Um, but then I guess, <laughs> I think both of those episodes just, if you forget the, the one moment as episodes, they're like really standout episodes, I reckon. Um, 603 especially is probably one of my, like, maybe in my top 10 episodes, just because it's so fun. It's got so many moving pieces. Um, but then it's so easy to forget all that when you just think about the one moment at the end. So yeah, I guess I just want to- I see what you're up, saying. Yeah, get into yeah. some of the other stuff that, that often gets a bit overlooked. Um, Cause yeah, it's worth talking about. Uh, Benji, actually, how long have you been talking about The Walking Dead? Uh, I think about the same amount of time as we, right? Or was it season Ooh. nine that you hopped on board? Uh, I think you guys have been going a bit longer. It was it was halfway through season ten actually that I oh. started the podcast. Oh, okay. So I've been watching for a lot longer, but um, the actual podcast I've only been doing for the last couple of years. We only started in the beginning of season eight, so it's not. It really isn't yeah. that much yeah. longer. I mean, granted, again, we're, as we were talking about in the beginning you know, before the show, we were saying. Oh, technically, it's, we're going in, into our 12th year of The Walking Dead 
you know, because we're starting season 11, you know, 11 years later, you know, rather than uh, 10. Halfway into season 10 was literally a year and a half ago. So you, you started podcasting a year and a half ago. Too bad that the show took a huge break between <laughs> and then added some extra episodes. So here we are. Yeah. No, but um, one of the things that we end up talking about a lot is like, you know, the repeating themes of The Walking Dead. Like, what are they? Um, you know, playing around with, you know, everybody survives, everyone thrives, like Alexandria's motto. Um, uh, and then Terminus, uh, what was it? Sanctuary for all. Wait, wait, wait. What was this? Was the same? Those who arrive, yeah. survive. Survive. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then you play with these themes of like, okay, sometimes you have to save yourself, you know, you have no choice. And that's what I noticed in 603. You're playing Mm. with these themes of Heath being the, uh, the, the, you know, we don't leave anybody behind. That's not how we do things. Like, and literally you're like, (laughs) Michonne's having it out with him. She's like, nah, son, you, you got this all wrong. Like, if you've seen what we've seen. Yeah, 616 does play with that as well, a lot. And if you don't realize it, you're like, you're you're watching this, this, this gear grinding against bone and wrenches. And it's like, no, we can still do this. Well, I thought you watched 603 Walking Dead crew. <laughs> Apparently, but, you know, and I'm watching this, I'm like watching them, how far they're willing to go to to get Maggie the medical attention she needs. And I'm like, well, we weren't we didn't we go through this? I guess Michonne wasn't there. Right. Glenn wasn't there. Right. Mm. But, you know, key, yeah. key people from the other episode aren't here. So I don't know. I was just I was just thinking about like the repeating things we often see and like playing around with what it takes to survive, how many people we end up having to leave behind. And there's all the Morgan and Carol subplot. Rach, what were you thinking? First of all, are you okay? Uh, (laughs) Let's start with that. (laughs) It was rough to go through that again, but I made it out. I'm good. Hmm. I'm proud of you because, you know, the emo meter can sometimes be overwhelming, you know? I have to, you're my touchstone. You're my emotional touchstone. (laughs) It was hard in the moment. <laughs> what were the things that jumped out at you now that it's been several years later, apparently five, <laughs> since we last watched this technically? I don't know. Like, what, what, what things kind of struck you as you watched these episodes again? Like, if you had to name one thing. Well, in 603, obviously you remember the, the dumpster. Th- like, like Benji said, you know, you remember the big moments. Like, what, you know, Nicholas shooting himself and then the dumps, you know, Glenn going under the dumpster. But re-watching it again. I I kind of forgot about Heath's role in all of this and how he, like you said, Mm -hmm. he's like, he overhears the conversation between uh, Glenn and Michonne and Rick. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh, no, we don't, we don't leave anybody behind. And the whole time, like, even though he heard Rick say that, there has been no evidence that Michonne or Glenn would leave anyone behind. Like they have done everything to keep everyone together. But, you know, Heath is still like expecting her to to leave people behind it was interesting going back and hearing heath talk like that and then knowing (laughs) what how many episodes later he leaves tara behind (laughs) (laughs) but maybe he didn't have a choice (laughs) yeah exactly exactly heath (laughs) shit happens when you're out there so (laughs) but maybe we don't have a choice yeah exactly Exactly. but that's he learns the well and he learns the lesson ultimately anyway because like if you watch the end of that episode it's like oh shit that's happening that's happening and he falls and like sometimes you have to leave him behind Mm. you know what else i noticed though you see heath throughout this episode obviously the thing you remember nicholas for is a his ptsd trying to catch up with him and then at the end killing himself right the big moment right but what you miss is how nicholas represents the polar opposite of heath so literally we don't leave anybody behind flip to the next scene and you're like (laughs) 
Yeah, I left that guy behind. <laughs> the guy was 19 <laughs> years old. I left that. Yeah, it's on me. Yeah. It, but this is what happens when you leave people behind. Like, really, like, ready to leave them behind. It's like, mm. who's we? Who is, who, Alexan- old Alexandrians? Nah, <laughs> B- Nicholas left that guy behind already. <laughs> but uh, it was him and Adrian, right? Monroe, was it? Is the other brother? Yeah, it was Spencer's brother. Was yeah. it Adrian? Aiden? A- Aiden? Aiden. Or Aiden. Aiden. It was Aiden. Right. Mm. Whoops. Yeah, no, that's a good yeah. point, hey, because it's very much like these this new group that are coming in, they leave people behind and they're evil, but, you know, we would never do that. And it's like, oh, well, you know, Nicholas did that. We've, <laughs> we've been doing that this whole time. So, that, yeah, that realization's interesting, hey. <laughs> I'm sitting there, by the way. I'm watching Nicholas go through his thing. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, we're playing with these themes of, of well, this is what happens when you leave too many people behind. Well, this is what happens when you don't leave enough people behind. Behind. And then I'm, I'm sitting there and Nicholas is just like doubled over, you know, you know, he's about to kill himself, but I'm looking into the crowd and I see, <laughs> I see Walker Nicotero. And I'm like, I start, I start like laughing to myself because it's five years later. You're like, this is the guy. Nicholas stomp on his head. <laughs> the source, the source of your trouble is in that crowd. And it, it doesn't just flash to him once. It flashes to Nick Walker like Nicotero a lot. Yeah, three different shots, cutaways. It's and it's hilarious when you get to watch it again. He's just like, because it's not like that cameo that. appearance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got me right. You got me. Just get another shot. Yeah. It's me. I I did all of it. I did all of it. More blood. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> put it put it in my mouth this time <laughs> little things little joys right also i can easily see okay even though your brain is like no it can't be as as the camera is is zooming upwards and out of the shot like it, either that's a huge crane shot or we invented drones back then. i have no idea but <laughs> but you're watching glenn quote unquote, get ripped apart. Okay. And, you know, I understand how people, are, no, it's not really him. Nicholas fell on the body. Like those, those are the few people who are like, eh, like me, I'm just like, I'm convinced. I, but I'm, con- I was like convinced. Yeah. It, they, yeah. they did, they did a really good job of, of, of showing you like him getting torn apart. Mm-hmm. He's crying while you're crying, even though the second later, yeah, you have a stupid theory. Okay. And you're right. <laughs> but, <laughs> For a second, you're an asshole. Like, no, let's just mourn. Can we mourn? Anyway. And they're playing the sad music, and they're like, yeah, you know, it's they're they're trying to convince you of something. There, they did a good job. They did, yeah. Mm. But I wasn't falling yeah. for it. Oh, the satisfied Walker faces. Ooh, delicious. Um, Nicotero for a first and fourth. No, he's not in that shot. <laughs> but still, imagine that. Yeah, Nicotero right? is the one reaching and grabs him. <laughs> he's like, "Can't I be in this scene?" No, you got to direct, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, <I'm> nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay this is a very particular moment nick <laughs> all right <laughs> sure evan schrodek who who edited this episode we had a chance to interview him a little while ago and um i think this was his first episode that he was the main editor for because he had been like assistant editor for a while on walking dead um but yeah he was saying this was like easily one of his favorites to edit and i can definitely see why just because uh, right from the start everyone's moving there's all these moving parts as the you know the herds 30 minutes behind and, and then slowly catching up and 
and there's all these sort of different things going on between, you know, there's Daryl and Sasha and Abraham over here and, and Rick's running off. So, you know, it definitely, it's like a sandbox to play with for, for an editor and for the creators and um, just the, to watch like the pacing of it and stuff is, is so fun, I reckon. Um, like it definitely stands out to me as one of those, I don't know if fun's necessarily the right word because it's, it's traumatizing. <laughs> but it is quite a fun episode of that. It's got lots of action. It's always moving that you know the music's sort of constantly rising throughout the episode and um yeah so uh, I, I just think it's it's quite a fun one those shots the way things are boarded the way things play out the pacing mm. like there are a couple really really great great shots i mean i didn't notice it as much in 603 but i noticed it a lot more like maybe Schrodick is getting his legs but like they gave him a lot of good footage to work with in 616 i think it was actually dan lu who edited Dan 616, yeah. Um, oh, okay. He did the yeah. editing? For, or, uh, yeah, for, for oh. 16, yeah. Okay, I did notice that something in the credits with Dan, but yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was that. And then later on, he gets <laughs> he gets, he gets gets a director credit, right? Yeah, yeah, he directed a bunch as well. So yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, Dan Lou's definitely one of the guys who's sort of been in, it seems like he's been in every department at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think he's doing Shadow and Bone, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, directed by Dan Lou, yeah. mostly. Nice. Yeah. Rick getting his his hand cut, which then like that that sort of lasts for ages. Even on the season seven poster, he's like holding his hand because he's got this big cut. So it, it it's not like a big story beat, but I guess for the comic fans who know that he loses his hand in the comics, it's this big drawn out tease. So oh, is it going to happen? It, that's uh, so funny because I, I remember watching that. that. Yeah, at yeah. the time I was like, oh, is this it? Is this when it happens? Yeah, and it's almost like a running joke, right? Because yeah. Because <laughs> Negan later on goes, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, was it? I'm gonna take your boy, and then I'm gonna Carl. take your hand. Yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah. He tried to make Rick cut Carl's hand off. Well, then that, Negan then the also end of season seven, yeah, is I'll take oh, your then, hands yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how I know that from watching Origins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how I remember that because I know yeah. this is this is like the gag it's almost as if like Negan wasn't funny enough but like then then the writers are like let's just like play with the comics fans because mm-hmm. the more we kind of like say oh this is yeah this is it this is where he gets his hand cut nope <laughs> nope <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> not this time not that time yeah but that first time with the, trying to get the machete out of the walker's body that's yeah. I remember like and that was like oh 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 they'd have to cut his hand off because it's majorly infected right now yeah, yeah that's how it goes down and i remember that's the first time okay just so everybody knows a little background on the podcast that was like one of the first times uh carol and i og squawk and d carol g had started talking because into the end it was like the end of six six sixteen or wait, six oh three that's when i saw it. i'm like carol did you see, did you see this is that do you, do you think that's his hand's gonna get cut off? Yeah, I mean, this is getting crazy, right? <laughs> we keep watching. Six sixteen comes around, palpitations. I and I started having like those those memories back in six sixteen. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. This is crazy. I can't. I like. I I don't. I've never had these heart palpitations. We wait. <laughs> seven seven one comes around. It gets worse. Carol finally comes up to me and goes, "So how, about that podcast idea." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, honey, I don't know if I can even handle this show. <laughs> Finally, season seven finishes and summer starts rolling around. And, and she's like, I think we're going to have to hold a lot of hands. The superhero has to put on his cape at this point and, and guide the rest of the crowd into this psychological ordeal that is The Walking Dead season eight. 
<laughs> which thank God, cause it just, it did get worse. <laughs> like you thought it was going to, we were going to come out of this goddamn fog and then no, no, we weren't. We weren't not until the very goddamn end. <sighs> but yeah, going back to that moment though, thank God for these little moments because you're like, at least they had some sense of humor about, Oh, let's take Carl's hand. Oh, let's take Rick's hand again. Let's oh, maybe not take Rick's hand again. <laughs> We needed something to hold on to. I don't know, in the yeah. aftermath. Something to be a, a YouTube theory thumbnail, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? I wasn't even, like, watching this shit at the time, too. Yeah. Uh, 16. What? Uh, it, I, I'd be curious to hear, like, if there's any stuff that stood out to you guys. But that one, for me, is, like, easily one of the scariest episodes of the whole show. And not even really to do with walkers. Like, it's just this... Because by now, you know, we're, we're used to walkers. We kind of know how much of a threat they are and, and you know they cause issues once in a while but um but we know how to deal with it but then this really organized group of big scary guys with guns and everything like that and, and, and i guess the seeing at the start them beating up this other runaway guy from another community like you see what they're capable of and it's yeah it's scary all the the whistling in the woods and stuff like that that really oh, yeah. um you know mm-hmm. got me shaking the moment they step out into the into the spotlights before you even see Negan. Do you remember that one guy in, on the roadblock going just just sh- popping off a couple of rounds? Du-du-du-du-du. Yeah. And as they back up, the way they framed the roadblocks was really scary because the very far back shots, like when the when they when they came upon Simon the first time, when you're seeing them talk face to face, it looked like they were really close together, but then they showed this really far pullback shot and they're really right far shot, apart yeah. yeah and it's just like well you they how they made it feel that tense and then there's another roadblock when they come to the roadblock and everybody's standing up on top of the trucks and it's it's really mm. gray and dark and grainy oh. and it just looks so spooky it also reminded me of the roadblocks on fear when um when morgan and al are are trying to get to alicia and uh strand and wes yeah. And Logan has all the their roadblocks set up, and they just keep stopping them at every point. They weren't nearly as scary, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> the walkers that were chained together did remind me of season five. Yes, or yes, it that should too. be the reverse. Yeah. 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 I think I said something about that when we were watching it. <laughs> what made it more personal and scary, obviously, was like, okay, Michonne's dread, you know, in one of the walkers' right. heads, which, mm. you know, I'd almost forgotten about, too. And Daryl's bows in the other. When we saw Glenn at 616, did we see him any time before 616, or did he just suddenly show up at the, at the finale? I, I'm forgetting, that's why. You see him come out from under the... Doesn't he meet he finds e- Enid. Enid there? Yeah, yeah doesn't he, he find oh. Enid? He and Enid oh, okay, thank yeah. you. Travel back together, yeah. and he, he throws up the green That's the green balloons. balloons. So, yeah. Yeah. That's his sign. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you okay. notice okay. the orange balloons on the back of the RV? There were three orange no. balloons on the back of the RV, and then when Rick pulled up later, there was only one. I don't know. I don't know why I noticed that, Ooh. but yeah, could be. That's, that's interesting too, because I do remember when they were putting those balloons up, when they were setting up the road, uh, the the to guide the herd. They were setting up all these the, the RV and the cars yeah. and all that stuff. And then you know you see, I don't know if it's in six sixteen or six six oh three, but you do see eventually, like when they're when they're driving around, or or maybe when they're on the way to Hilltop. I think they kind of turn a curve and you. You see like a, a shit ton of walkers at the at the curve and i think that's where the walkers <laughs> for when they were guiding the herd they, that's where all the walkers fell when they're trying to just grabbing against the, the barricade or something like that yeah but like I, I remember you like you see echoes of 603 them them guiding the herd in 
what is, I guess, 602 and 603, is almost like mm -hmm. them, the way the saviors are guiding Rick and everybody to the place where they and have to go. 616. Yes. Yep. Mm. Yep. They 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 control the board. Where have mm -hmm. I said that before? They control the. <laughs> oh my God! It's Jenny. Holy shit! <laughs> mm -hmm. Jenny controls the board. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that's that's like another reason why you know the the apt comparisons between Jenny and Negan, Virgin Negan. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the way the way she had a, the run of the map was just absolutely insane. But it's the same with Negan. That that's why it reminded me so much of that whole situation. Like when you see the key in sixes, the key is what six oh right six oh four of Fear the Walking. I really want to see a team up between Ginny and Negan. Hey, <laughs> they, 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 I think that would work well. <laughs> that should be a good t right. Okay, so I've always had this proposal, right? Uh, that that the Tales of the Walking Dead should always have a what if, a plausible scenario that could have been. But in and my proviso is it should always be something everybody's always said. Oh, they shouldn't have killed Glenn. But then mm. what they should show after that is how wrong they are. Yeah. Had Glenn lived, terrible things would have happened or some, something to yeah, that effect, I right? Like that. Basically, cool. F you fans, we know better. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Anyway. But in 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 this scenario, like this other what if we can talk about is like, okay, why don't we throw up something that's just completely implausible? Like having these two dimensions meet. Like, well, first of all, Negan is still alive according to us, according to what's happening right now, but we know Ginny's dead, right? So some sort of supernatural or completely interdimensional encounter mm -hmm. between these two people. Or, mm -hmm. I don't know, why couldn't they have met in the past and yeah. somehow made each other's future? I don't know. Maybe, oh, oh maybe Dakota is Negan's kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, buy, I'd buy that. I would buy that. Would make Poor a lot kid. of sense. <laughs> that makes me feel worse for her now. <laughs> father, not the father. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> At least it's not her sister, her brother, or something, or her father. The Lannisters. Yeah, Lannisters. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. One thing I've got to ask, just random and off-topic, Sharon, is that a June T-shirt that you wear? It oh, is. nice. It's a That's believe hashtag cool. believe in June T-shirt. Very cool. available now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. DM Blazy Gardner, <laughs> Cosmo Mom Zero Nine. I don't know, advertise. Right. Do you, you guys are still making those, right? Oh, I still have oh. some left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. If inquire at Cosmo Mom Zero Nine on right. Instagram or Twitter. No, forget Twitter. Or Facebook. <laughs> or sure. ko-fi.com slash Cosmo Mom Zero Nine. You just hit her sure. up. Or participate in contests and trivia and Photoshop contests. Yeah. And win one. Yes. <laughs> For goodness sake. Speaking of echoes of 603 being in 616, there's this one little bit of, of music that's like only in those two episodes, pretty much. Um, mm. And it, it's quite an interesting little tie-in. There's this little um, track, it's right at the end of 603, it, it plays twice. There's the, the drone shot of Daryl on his motorbike and and Rick's sort of stuck in the RV. There's all this stuff um, going on. At that point in the story is when like Abraham's saying, we can't turn back now, you know, we're in this, um, and they've still got a long way to go, but they've committed to this thing, they, they can't bail out now. Um, and then a, a very similar uh, melody plays in 616 when they hit the, the pile of logs that sets on fire, and it's, and it's quite a similar point of like, okay, 
we're in this now and we can't go back because they've blocked the road behind us. We just have to keep moving forward. But it, it ends in a sort of, the music ends in a much darker way, more, much more foreboding. And it's like, oh, this isn't going to end well, is it? It's, so it's similar, but it, it ends of, differently. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've barely released any music from the show anyway. I've just made my own soundtrack by ripping the, the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. They, they So two things. One, I remember they just finally, they scraped in, finally, like, the Negan theme in the original soundtrack that they yeah, released uh, yeah. with Bear McCreary, right? Mm. But then, like, there's all this other music that just never, this other score music that just never really makes it. And I, oh, yeah. this is my gateway to the second point, which is, like, something I wanted to highlight, which is your project, which is the uh, the music of the Walking Dead project, which is, mm. um, you had released clips, like, for so long, and then you finally released, I think, the just the main meat of the podcast on yeah. at least YouTube. But then earlier you had it on your on turnsounds.com. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that a little bit just to just to catch people up so that I can put a link in there so oh, sure. I can link to that show. Because <laughs> I like doing links and putting you on the spot too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been, a good reason, so why not? <laughs> I, I've yeah, been into the, the music of the show for so long and um and you know, there were you could there were other people out there who liked it, but it didn't really seem like many people were talking about it, at least on YouTube there wasn't uh, really much content actually like breaking down the different themes and and stuff like that so um so i thought i'd give it a, a crack myself and i've done a, a six-part series going through all all 10 seasons and basically going through all the main musical themes and and the big moments and uh and talking about some stuff which is like behind the scenes stuff bear mccreary released a bit um in like the first few seasons showing how he made it um before he got too busy to do some of that stuff and then also i was able to interview Sam Ewing who's the co-composer for season 10 and so he gave me lots of lots of info about uh, what was going on behind certain tracks so um yeah sort of put all that together and then just my own theories and stuff and um yeah and hopefully it's uh something well if you're into if you're into Walking Dead and you're into music hopefully you'll enjoy it but yeah it just breaks down pretty much all of that stuff and and some of even what I was talking about just now with the like themes that are pop up in one episode and then it'll come up in another episode later with a, a similar theme going on yeah <laughs> has a little conduit to it yeah and the reason that's the reason why i brought it up too and, and just so everybody knows like i i got to listen to this too and like one of the things that stood out the most is how really really well prepared you were for that that sammy ewing interview <laughs> at least because i i love those moments where you can you ask just the right question that is just a meaty not a throwaway question it just seemed like yeah. listen I'm, I'm gonna embarrass you right now it's fine but yeah, it seemed like every, everything you asked had been just like not a throwaway question. Everything had relevance. It's almost as if you're like feeding the bird that is Sam Ewing. It's like, hmm, this is delicious. Mm, let me answer this question. In fact, let me add some more to that question. Let me let me answer even more because he's so happy that he got the question. So yeah, you really did know what you were talking about. Like, I mean, especially like almost like borderline technical, but like in a lay person's way so that the audience can understand some of the questions that you're asking. But you were asking kind of technical questions. Like, I mean, I can't get into it right now, but <laughs> sure. it makes it so that you out there in the audience, you should definitely check out this series, you know, and you will, you'll definitely get something out of it. You'll learn something that you didn't know before about the music of The Walking Dead and how crazy and how far they keep pushing the envelope. You know, mm. you think they, they're like resting on their laurels. They are not. Especially when you get to, to season 10 and you get this crescendo of incredible, incredible music that, you know, listen, we waited a long time for it. So they yeah. made it worth our while. <laughs> 
Definitely. Yeah, and I remember like one of the big things you talked about was the the drums in the beginning too. Uh, yeah. the beginning of that th- uh, ten. 15 right 10 15 was it 10 15 10 16 10 16 yeah yeah um and and my big complaint of like why didn't you just have that go through that theme just go through the theme with the drums just make it different anyway sorry it's my own personal complaint i didn't want to do it at the time oh right to do the whole opening credits with the yes why not yeah yeah let's go crazy come on walking dead's almost over come on <laughs> actually that's like right around the time where they said eh, i think we're gonna end this thing or the yeah. rumor started emerging that the walking dead was finishing you know mm, at season at 11. least for the big finale they should do something like that hopefully <laughs> we'll yeah mm, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm just some random guy not that i have that much influence but i'm definitely hoping like starting a bit more of these conversations about the music will hopefully encourage them to release some more stuff because like the album they've put out is great but it's only like you know the best of the first three seasons pretty much and a couple of bonus tracks from later on but um but there's so much stuff and there's like you know 10 seasons worth so uh, they could easily do like 10 full albums if they wanted to so hopefully they'll as they get to the end they'll do a big release or something like that we'll see if you are interested in just listening to the music as is the the best thing available at the moment is a youtube channel called b.claimed i've done the same thing manually on my end just to get a bit better quality but basically you just get the dvd with surround sound channels and you can take out the dialogue channel in the middle and for the most part like there's other sound effects in the side channels but you can get a relatively clean cut of the of the music yeah he's done that for for the whole series which is pretty awesome i end up doing it with a vocoder on uh audacity so i'll, t- I'll take yeah. out either the middle track or the you know so yeah that's that's how i got by but i I've yeah, stopped nah. stop stop <laughs> doing that i've, I've actually you know <laughs> This is this is where I'll leave it. I I've actually been trying to do more original music, so I'll I'll take ah. sample samples from here, samples from there, samples from here. Actually, that's the, the Squawking Dead ringtone is actually based on something like I I heard a tone that I liked it from one song, a rock song, and then I took the drum beat from another song, and then I took the strings from one of Bear McCreary's thing, and I nice. I took that, and then I took um, strings from one of another one of Bear McCreary's song, then I did some pitch leveling, and then I took the theme. From the walking dead and i i put some tremolo in it and then i i changed the rhythm of it and then i and then i did this and i did that and I, it was a lot of work but i was like I, every little step that i was doing i was like oh this is sounding closer and closer to i see it to what i hear in my head yeah and then um and then all of a sudden when i got the pitch just right i said t- i i actually called out to my wife i said get the fuck over here i did something i did something really cool and she's like holy shit this is really good when my wife says something i've done is really good that's when i know i've done something very good she's very honest especially about the walking dead she's like "Eh." she'll do this if she's like i don't know what i'm listening to But with this, she's like, I know the theme music. Uh, that's basically what my goal is. I mean, as long as The Walking Dead keeps going, and as long as Fear the Walking Dead keeps going, Sharon D. Mm. I mean, I started with Fear the Walking Dead. I took some some sound samples from there, and I did some really crazy shit with a clock and all that stuff, and whatever. You, I still haven't put the ringtone up for Fear the Walking Dead intro. But that's it's fun. It's fun to get the mood just right, to get the feeling for a particular show or a mood or a scene. You know, I get that. And, and, and again, the show really does 
does such a great job of, of, like you said, in some ways, linking a piece of music to two different themes from two different show, two different episodes, and getting yeah. you to feel the same way. Like, like one of the things I really like the most, and like I haven't, I hadn't really paid attention to it as much, but when Eugene and Abraham are going off to become decoys in six sixteen, yeah. there's a piece of music right there that yeah. like I had not noticed before. I'm like, it's really not. Nice, hey. This is nowhere. <laughs> this is nowhere to like. Maybe it's somewhere now. But, like, there's nowhere to download. I'd never heard any piece of music like this on The Walking Dead, period. It's too hopeful. And that's <laughs> annoying. It's yeah. so annoying. Because you now you know what's happening. And you're like, oh, you fucking assholes. <laughs> you gave us that one... Because the whole episode, like, we know as the as watchers of The Walking Dead, they always, just like Rick said, they, as long as we're together, we can make anything. Well, okay. So, this is like the last thing he says to Mag before they get caught, right? And then they give us this hopeful music where Eugene and Abraham, they could be decoys. And we're like, I'm ready to give my life for this cause. They're, you know, we're going to get Maggie to the hilltop. As long as she's okay, we'll, we'll be risking our lives. Eugene's happy to sacrifice his life. Finally, he's... His cowardice, he's, he's like an atone for his cowardice, right? This music is going to like, yeah, it's going to work. We'll plug yeah. it in while we're while I'm yelling at the show for being assholes. <laughs> this but hopeful yeah, music, so the people understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like, oh, Eugene, go Eugene, and then like two minutes later, it's all beat up on the ground. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It, it's like it's as if they they foretold the future of what season eight is going to be like. Right, it's, yeah. it's a sh It's like, oh, it's hopeful. It's hopeful. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> All the way till the end. They gave you no reason to think. They really, like, they gave you a slight reason. Right at the beginning of the first episode. Mm. The plan's working. Yeah, everything's coming together. You know, the second episode. Oh, it's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, everything goes wrong. And and every episode after that is is like, I, ha I see no reason for things to go ever right with this show ever again. They got us. They got me to that point. I'm like literally going to Carol. When is this going to get better? <laughs> this sucks. But I say all this because imagine this. We're talking about 603 and 616. How long did we suffer? Two whole ye two whole seasons yeah. until something got better. <laughs> yeah. Fear went the other way. We had two happy seasons and then it went to shit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the chickens came home to roost. And 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 what? And what? <laughs> they said, "Fuck you! You had a good. You don't know what you're what you're asking for." Yeah, believe me. OG um, fear watchers. I started in four, so four and five were my only experiences with fear with the oh, Walking Dead universe. Bastard. So I was like, "Oh, this, this is, is cool. It's not too bad." And then I went back and watched the Walking Dead, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Remember when you tried to watch Fear? The, the OG fear? Mm, yeah, I made it through most of the first season. Wait, wasn't that like only six episodes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. God. I watched five and a half. I made it through most of what's like less than half of a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a fourth, like, I'm, right? I'm you made it through back, four episodes. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it with, with Rachel, with someone to... Um, to kind of guide me through it because i don't i don't i just can't watch it on my own i tried and i'm just like eh, i don't like any of them that much so <laughs> <laughs> hashtag believe in blazy so you, you believe in rachel just, <laughs> you haven't seen two and three of fear the walking dead wow no. i mean I, i've watched recaps that. and stuff so i know what's i know what happens i mean i've i know the sure. basics i just haven't watched it yeah i tried i really tried i just i just couldn't get into it
I guess that speaks for how much it sort of reinvents itself in mm-hmm. season four, hey, because it feels like a different show in a lot of ways, which uh, I think is a good thing for the most part. I love seeing the different reactions. I mean, Rachel not liking at all the first three seasons, if I'm not mistaken, right? Nope, not no, not a fan. Nonplussed. I mean, there. I mean, there's good. Uh, there's good moments, but I mean, the show really picks up in season four. Well, yeah. I mean, as a TWD watcher, right? You know, yeah. it's, it does have that element. And, you know, I, I can't, I, I'm remembering saying this on Reddit right now and I'm <laughs> going, well, you know, it's, you know, if you're a TWD, and this is the, the question I asked was like, I'm coming from TWD <laughs> and, and I'm curious about the reaction to four through six. And I'm like, yeah, if you're a TWD fan, you're going to like four through, you're going to appreciate four through six. You yeah. will. And I got so heavily downloaded. <laughs> And oh. I don't understand why. Because it, I mean, even if like you're an OG Fear Watcher, you have to understand that like the TWD fans will enjoy four through six, even though you won't, because they're like Gimple speak. They don't like Gimple speak, and they don't like you know Gimple sticking his his finger in the plum pie. You know what I mean? It's that you know. Yeah, they're very protective. They're really protective uh, over their OGs. There's a deep divide in the fear fandom. A deep. There's one. a huge divide. Occasionally, I will see like a uh, an OG fear fan, and it's rare who has been abused by a a new fear watcher, like those who like the four through six. And I'm like, I, I just find this so bizarre. Like, like why would anybody like beat on a an OG watcher? <laughs> like, there's no point. No. You can like whichever half of the show you want. I don't get mad at them until they start coming at me about it. I do have a few um, on Instagram that are OG people that that do like four through six too. Me. I mean, they. You know, I mean, they prefer <laughs> one through three, but they're not vicious about four through six like like some are. You know, and I've, I found them too. They're they're great uh, mm-hmm. ports in the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the people that are interesting to me, to be honest. Even if they don't like four through six that much. I guess one or two just last notes is uh, a. Um, it's good to have a little bit of time with Scott in six oh three because he's one of those side characters. It's just nice to see him once in a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely heavily Scott focused. Yeah, Kenrick Green. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. I could not remember his first name. In like ten sixteen, when he's shooting arrows from the the tower and stuff like that, it's just like once in a while. I was like, oh, there he is. He's still around. Then <laughs> 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 it's funny. Like I did at one point while watching six oh three again. I was thinking to myself, oh, he actually had lines. You know, and I, I have seen him yeah. have lines in I think nine and ten. Mm. And like I was like, oh, when, when are we going to see Scott? When are we going to Scott? And then we finally see him. He actually says something in the cart with uh, Judith and Luke in the cart. And I, th- I don't yeah. I remember if that was ten or nine, but. I, Either yeah, way, I know. Like, it might have been both. Yeah. I think about six, seven, and eight. Those three seasons. That's when The Walking Dead started of ha- started having that little Game of Thrones effect, where the cast was getting a little bit too big. And mm. I think they did a good, did a good, pretty good job managing it in six. Particularly good job. Yeah, this is some of the things definitely. that you're talking about about the way they boarded it so that you weren't uninterested in what was going on. Mm. Like, for instance, one of the big tells of like they know what they're doing was when, like, like I said earlier, when you flip to Heath saying getting his ass handed to him by Michonne saying, you know, you don't know what it's like out there. You, you really don't. You, you think you do, but you don't. When you're going on, on these runs with Aaron, you, you're when you don't understand whether it's Walker blood or your friend's blood or your own blood, you know, mingled into your face or whatever. Then you see flips back to Nicholas and goes, yeah. I left that guy behind yeah that guy oh that was me yeah. that was my bad and then and then you get to the end where you're down to only three people left you've got michonne you got scott and you got heath mm-hmm. out of a bunch of people 
that, that, that were in the beginning of this episode. Mm. Three. You got Nicholas and Glenn, out of the picture. Yeah. All those other people, Annie, dies. And then Heath is looking down, and he sees his blood-soaked reflection. And it's exactly as Michonne says, I don't know if this is mine. I don't know if this is Michonne's. I don't know if this is Scott's. I have no idea. Is this Walker blood? Yeah. I have no idea. And he's seeing literally exactly what she's talking about. So good, and hey. it comes into full effect. This is the season that we lose him? I forget. It's next season. Um, next season. That we lose Heath. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think of the, the water reflection? Like, I, I love the whole idea of it and everything, but that always just gets, I think of, um, yeah. well, like Zoolander. <laughs> it's like, who am I? It's <laughs> 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 <That> is so funny. <laughs> Because I'm, I, I remember when I first saw it, I was thinking, this is bad CGI. I was, that's the only thing I could think of. That, that, like this, like weird, uncanny valley where he's clearly moving in the shot, and yeah. his reflection is not moving. <laughs> Listen, I'm not usually not a critic. So is, is that like the trees with the hurricane blowing, and then the trees are moving? Yeah, or uh, yeah. the CGI deer. Was that in seven or si- seven? The CGI spray and pray. You know, where they subbed out real, like live, well, you know, live ammunition, but blanks, right? For CGI gunshots. It's there's no there's you're missing that kinetic, yeah. you know, weight to your shot to your to your your you know arms fire, sure. which we talked about in our interview with yeah. Bobby Grace, <laughs> and I cut out because I didn't want it to be about oh. about that. Relevant here, not relevant there. <laughs> But it really is, I guess, one like it's a small, small complaint. It, it just sort of missed the mark a little bit. But you can see the reason it's there justifies it. And so, you know, maybe they could have done a window or something instead. Might have been a little bit less jarring. But it, it works for the story and like all the things you were yeah. saying works for the character. So, so yeah, I was about to say that go, too. That's all right. Yeah. You got to split the difference because I'm sure, I'm sure you know these guys. They're mm. they're testing it. They're trying to different oh, angles and light they just can't get the shot where they can actually yeah. see the blood on his face and this so, is tv they've only got like you know a couple of weeks to smash it out so it's <laughs> not like a movie where you can right. ponder over one shot for months and yeah like so yeah no no complaining about those guys at all they do an awesome job and, and i'm trying to think of actually logistically where we were in time so okay we're, we were in 2016 yeah it was april 2016 i'm thinking to myself what was going on at the time okay well there were several lawsuits <laughs> <laughs> going mm-hmm. on at AMC at the time. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I may be, but I think the 603 was when fans really started peeling off because yeah. they either did not like what happened to Glenn when Nicholas shot himself at the end of the episode, or near the end of the episode, and the, the whole Glenn fake up because they thought he died, mm. or they were offended by the fact that they were were willing to kill such an important character or even fake killing such an important character yeah. off the show at the time. I remember hearing both mm. sides of the argument. Like, you're really going to do this? You're really going to do this? You're really going to do this? This cheap kind of bullshit? Literally, a friend of mine from middle school came up to me and goes, hey, I hear you're doing a podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, I stopped watching because of, cause of that Glenn fake-up bullshit. I'm like, yeah. oh. I'm, then I write it down because I want to know who, why and who, and it was mostly they're that. Just, they're just mad because they believed it, because they got duped. And they, feel, <laughs> yeah. they, no. they feel foolish. And they're like, It was Ugh. the opposite. It was the opposite. They were like, we don't believe it, and fuck you for trying to get me to believe it. That's oh. the, like the other way, you know? Like, oh, so okay. I say this because if that didn't get them to leave, you want to talk about another comparison? 616 got them to leave because they're like, what is this shit? Or 7, 701, let's just be more accurate. 
and then the spoiling dead in between attempting to 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 open the lid on the spoilers into 701 which you know carol admitted herself i needed to know how it went down before Mm. the episode aired you know like i'm happy to be spoiled about this because i've read the comic books and i need to be mentally prepared and you know i i I, for that episode i actually didn't blame her for that i'm like okay look you do what you got to do i will take the heart palpitations for everybody I thought I was prepared. I was not prepared. Knew it was coming. I read the books too, but there is no preparing for seeing that. No, yeah, not at all. Something, something else. <laughs> Why don't we talk about that just for a second? Because I still haven't watched the episode again. Me not that either. I can't. I mean, I just haven't found the reason or need to. That's my thing. I don't rewatch. I, I write notes. So I don't have yeah, to. Interesting. Hi. I could close my eyes and see it right now. I don't need to watch the episode again. <laughs> ever. Ever, ever. <laughs> it's burned in here. <laughs> you know how editors will sometimes like just pick scenes and stuff to put in like their yeah. edits? Like so I see that enough, right? So I don't have to mm. relive it. How I feel about the door. I may have watched that episode maybe a total of twice, I think. I've watched it three times and I don't think I'll ever watch it. I can't. Now the key? I watched the, like key, the key a lot. 604, Fear the Walking Dead. It's very, very hard. But it's not like, you know, ah, so, ah, ah, what is it? Ah, you're attacking me. Like, <laughs> kind of like trauma, you know, like like 701 was, TWD 701. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, or, well, you know, all of season six, well, most of season six, <laughs> all of season seven, yeah, yeah, and all of, almost all of season eight, really. <laughs> Stop attacking me, Walking Dead. Stop. You know, I binged The Walking Dead in like two weeks yeah and i did go back and watch up until 616 i was the last and i quit rewatching after that i didn't go on and watch 701 again i pretty much skipped all of season seven and then i watched the beginning of season eight up until carl died and then i quit watching that yeah i remember we were talking about this on our on a recap episode like when we were (laughs) talking about i think we were talking about season eight or season nine and you were like you admitted to like okay we, i skipped 701 <laughs> i got up to where carl died first of all i can't watch anything after that again <laughs> I, I totally get it I, oh. I even knew that's, i knew that was coming because i mean I, I hadn't watched the show but i heard spoilers it was all over social media you couldn't avoid it so i knew carl died right. and i was and, and i knew glenn and abraham died and i was like eh, i'm just not going to get attached to any of them it'll be all right glenn and abraham right i've seen what rachel carl, does carl <laughs> Carl, I sobbed like a baby. Like, I cried like a baby. The whole whole episode, it was terrible. And what makes this harder is actually, like, seeing Carl in these two episodes deal with things in a different way and then finally getting to his death. And it's like, I'm not... It didn't make me... It didn't make me sad as much. I'll say, I'll say, because in this episode, he goes out like a champ. Like, he he says he cuts through all the bullshit because he's dying. He knows he's dying. We didn't know he was dying. We didn't know he was dying, but like he puts on this brave face and he goes out like a champ. And then he re- the final reveal. And then, of course, his death episode goes continues into the next episode. You're like, oh, shit, I got to deal with this whole other episode where I have to watch him die up until the end. Anyways. Right. That's the thing that, OK, it takes a little shine off the bravery from the previous episode because it's like, oh, I'm like, oh, he goes out like a champ. It's like if he died within the next episode, and not even coming back, I would be OK because that's death. Death is sudden. Death takes take people are taken away from you without warning. I would have been okay with that, but like then to drag his death on for the next episode. So my point being is it was hard to be sobbing sad for me. Well, Ben, what about you? Like, it's hard because you must have read the comic books. No, you know I know how it's spo- 
Oh, you no, hadn't? No. Okay, so you're like uh, me. I Fine. do have like a rough idea of the story outline from, from YouTube and stuff like that, but I haven't I haven't read through it all. So then maybe you have somewhat of my, you understand my perspective a little bit, because I, I'm also not a comic reader. What were your feelings on that, though? Yeah, of course it, it was sad. And I, I think especially the main thing just being like Rick's reaction, and because Rick's our, our main character, he's who we focus on, and you've seen a few moments before of, of when Carl got shot in the eye and losing Laurie, like, you know that he's kind of snapped in all these moments where terrible things have happened, but nothing would compare to if Carl ever died. Like, Carl's his... his whole world sort of him coming to that realization and slowly over the whole episode it was yeah it was really it was sad it was tough to watch but um i, I guess the thing that that makes it quite nice as well is just that carl went out on his own terms it, even though he didn't mean to get bit he made the best of all the time he had and um and it, even the way he got bit, it wasn't that the saviors shot him out of nowhere or, or something horrible happened. He was helping Sadiq, right. he, was, he was doing his own thing, trying to make the world a better place, trying to help people in the midst of a terrible situation. And so I guess the fact that he's, he's doing it all on his own terms, he knows the risks, and then he goes out like a champ, like you said. Even the music, the episode is it, it, sad, but it, it, it ends on a high note as well. It sort of makes you feel okay about it, even though it's it's really sad. It, it's like really not okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rates, what do you got for me? Are you kidding me? I mean, it was absolutely devastating. My <laughs> son was eight years old that year when I watched that Ooh. happen. And I, I mean, of course, put myself in Rick's place and I was like hyperventilating sobbing ugly face cry the whole works it was awful every second of it I know you're laughing right now but let's keep laughing because I remember at the time keep in mind our podcast was only eight episodes old <laughs> and, oh, wow. but, you know we had a break it's quite a long break we were trying to recover I, I felt the things I felt the things but we even talked about the fact that like both Carol and I felt like it was hard to feel as sobby as as a gut-wrenchingly devastated by this when it was handled a certain way and i get we even said i get why they handled it this way you make your choices you know you you decide to go this direction you have to go this direction so you stick to it and you have to do it this way to satisfy most people you know and then you come out of it you know you may not have gotten the, the effect that you wanted but you, you maybe you chose the safe route is the safe route with the way you handled this carl episode carl death episode you know you wanted to give the character its due but maybe it was too much anyway so i'm remembering keep laughing you can play the episode i'm t i'm trying to get carol to almost cry by saying now you have two kids now um did this did, did, did this episode did this you episode ring awful. out to you in any particular way like did, like thinking about like did you put yourself in rick's shoes like i'm like literally awful. just trying awful. to <laughs> because i need somebody to cry Shame why, on can't you. cry? Shame on you. <laughs> why, why can't i cry why can't i cry <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know, and we didn't edit for content back then. We just edited oh. for ums and ahs. <laughs> so, so everything stays in, you know? I think maybe it was the um the beauty of it that made me cry so much though, because I knew obviously yeah. I was spoiled. I knew he was dying. And like watching him with Judith and writing the letters and out in the garden with the sun. Oh my god, it just even now it's making mm. me tear up. But I think it was because I knew he was going to die, and I saw the beauty in that that made it so sad for me because nobody else on The Walking Dead has made me cry. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. I, and 
you know, it's funny as you're saying, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about Tyrese's death. The episode itself was almost like a tribute, like a love letter to Tyrese. Yeah. And in respect to Carl, it was a love letter to Carl. Mm. So Ben, going off what you were saying just earlier, I felt like it was so beautiful that like it was hard to be sad because mm-hmm. they're getting such a a a beautiful send off, like which is okay. Let's be real here. Who gets that? Yeah. <laughs> Tyrese yeah. and Carl, and basically that's it. I mean, let's let's do the the quick rolodex of people who have died on The Walking Dead. Shane, no, not at all. Herschel, holy shit, no. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, I'm like going through it, and Amy, there are not Andrea, many Lori, characters that any will. Any of them? Nope. 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 That will get the level of send off too, right? Like, yeah. it's not just that they get it. Oh, okay, I'm I'm fine with them going. It sucks, but no, this was a love letter to these to these mm. two characters. So um, true. I can't see I can't see anybody in my in recollection that went out quite that way. Yeah. At least on The Walking Dead. And I totally get what Sharon is saying as well. Um, yeah, no, I, of, I do. It's just the difference in reaction yeah. because of it. That's that's it's what I'm It's sort loving. of like, for me, sometimes I watch it and cry, sometimes I won't, but like, you know, the the beauty of it is what, what makes it so emotional as well, is that, yeah, it's not just this violent bullet through the head or something horrible. <laughs> like, it, yeah, he gets a beautiful standoff. Even just seeing him trying to convince Rick like dad you know there is a, another way we can do this and he's he's really leaving a big legacy and a big mark on the world he's um yeah leaving a lot behind but then also just Rick like oh man that, that like that's what really gets to me and makes me cry like just having to let go at the end and you know Carl wanting to take himself out like you could never get to the point where that's okay or where it's like I've said enough for like there's always I always think of that in the moment where he's sitting outside and here's the gunshot like oh I, sh- I should have said this to him before he died like you could you can never say enough or never have enough time with the person so yeah that's that's rough it's sad to see Rick, you know, lose his child, but even bigger than that, like, you know, Chandler left the show and Carl wasn't going to be mm. a part of the show anymore. Like, I was crying for all of those reasons, too. Like, yeah. we were really losing someone. Not, he didn't actually die, but we lost him. <laughs> He's not part of the, the set family. He's not exactly. part of yeah. our purview. Yeah. We don't get to see him every week. <laughs> right, right. Garrett. The fixture that... <laughs> Garrett's yeah, <alone>. exactly. <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> oh. yeah, that's, that's another Glenn. one. Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Glenn. Five, six. It's not, it's still too soon. Still too soon. <laughs> it will oh, forever too, too soon. soon. You can always complain that you never get enough references to Carl, or never get enough references to Glenn, or you know, you could. But you have to acknowledge the fact that some shows they don't remember the characters that we lost but the walking dead does a really is a considerably to the point where it's a plot mechanic okay you get into season nine right and what is season nine the first five episodes dedicated to rick trying to hold up carl's vision of the future in honor in in memoriam in his name you know and it not being the best decision like let's just face it like try as you might good on you (laughs) but then that's what the walking dead does right it takes these ideals and says well Listen, it's the apocalypse, you know, mm. it's never going to really turn out the way you think it's going to, eh, you know, and that th- that's yeah. another theme. It's never going to turn out the way you think it is, right? Like Morgan to Nick or, uh, you know, any anybody you think, like you keep going down this path and 
you know, if you don't really look at what's around you, you're gonna miss out and say, hold on, maybe my plan isn't the best plan if people are dying left and right. But then again, they do, they do find the fulfillment of that sort of years later after Rick's gone at the fair when Ezekiel makes the speech that, you know, this was all started by Rick and his son Carl and um, and so, you know, it, it then carries it on. And one thing you, you'll see if you do check out my uh, my music series on uh, Just Keep Walking YouTube, <laughs> plug it, um, is that uh, there's, there's this bit of music that plays in the first half or the first five episodes of season nine as, as Rick's, you know, holding up Carl's legacy and trying to build this bridge and trying to make all this happen. There's this one piece of music that just plays there and then you don't really hear it again for a while, but it comes back in that moment where they're signing the charter. So it's like this little thing of, coming full circle oh okay now they're bringing fulfillment to, nice. to this whole thing that rick started so many or really carl started so many years ago um so that's a nice little detail i like right looping looping it back around but and that's kind of mm. what i mean like where somebody is gone but we're definitely going to use him later like he's yeah. not really gone and that's just yet another thing that doesn't make me sad i mean i'll, I'll tell you the, you want to hear the the thing that finally like just broke me yeah, <laughs> was um, was Rick? Well, see, this is the thing. You like holding a fart for several episodes, and then you get to the one that you know Rick is finally reading the letter, mm. Carl's letter, mm. and I'm just like whoosh. And you get those motherfuckers at the end of that mm. goddamn episode, technically because it's the crossover episode, right? Well, yeah, you get it <laughs> twice at the end of one episode and then at the start of the next as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, or yeah, if I yeah, if I remember right, there's the um, you know uh, Rick quote unquote writing his letter to Carl. No, no, actually, so it's right before the stinger at the end of the eight sixteen because the stinger of eight sixteen is what the conspiring yeah. Maggie conspiring with Daryl and uh, Jesus, right? Yeah, it's the well, very we're not going to do things Rick's 16, way, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but then right just before that, this heartwarming moment just before deceit uh, is is Rick writing his letter to Carl. You know, and it's like he's writing the letter back. He's like, you know, you made me and, and that I die every single time I hear the damn thing. Because I'm hearing you guys and a lot of what you're sad about is seeing Rick deal with it. Right? The sure. Rick's the main yeah. character that, you know. No, no, for sure. <laughs> I just relate to him as a parent in that moment. For me, it's like the backboard. It's like, oh. Oh, is this how I'm supposed? It sounds psychopathic <laughs> or sociopath, but it's not. It's not sociopathic. It's literally Rick is showing me what I ought to be feeling, almost in a way, like in a, in a weird way. Sometimes it's just too much. What I'm forced to have to reckon with is too emotionally heightened. Okay, let me tell you where, because now I'm going to bring it back to six sixteen in seven oh one. Throughout six sixteen, they kept ramping it up. Like, okay, well, uh, yeah, they'll get they'll they'll get past this next roadblock. But yeah, it's freaking the crew. They'll they'll right next roadblock. All right, this isn't looking too good. But you know what? I've got faith. <laughs> next roadblock. You're like, you know, they got to think of something else, and they do. And then okay, there's Abraham and Glenn. Yeah, sorry, Abraham and uh, and Eugene go off, and there's like, oh, this this is the this is the plan. This is gonna work. Mm. Oh shit, it does. But it's this ramp up of like, it, it's it's wearing you down. It's like wearing you down. And then seven to one is just yeah. a shit show. Now here's the thing. What happens here is that it gets you to the point where you can take it. Take what it's a, what's about to happen. Negan has his drawn out thing, mm. even at the end of 616. 
scene. It's drawn out just enough to be like, all right, it's like, okay. There's a calm here. There's a there's a sense of calm here. You know, there's not as much music. You hear the the Negan the 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 Negan theme. Yeah. It's it's not very it's not very loud. It's just very like anyway. So. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's this, it's this, it lulls you into it. It's like, okay, when Carl's thing came around, first of all, yes, there is a sense of, okay, I know what's happened. I still can't comprehend it. I can't. And then it just keeps going and I still can't. And then when Rick reacts to that, it's a bridge, it's a bridge for me to be able to somewhat connect with what's happening because it's hard for me to, to picture a world without Carl. So it's hard for me to get like emotional about it. Now, this is where the fart gets held, right? <laughs> You still have that memory. Now I know, I know, but it's it's it. You still have that memory of what happened in there. We also mm. have the memory of eight oh one. The first episode we see Sadiqin. He's hiding in the bushes in eight oh one. In, in the gas station, him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cool thing. Oh, it's a stranger. Oh, hey, well, Dad, we're supposed to be good. I want to die helping someone. He dies helping someone, and then we get to the, mm. the to the end where he's saying, you know, he's reading the letter at the beginning, and he's like, oh, Carl, remember when we went to the thing, and Dad, remember this, and Uncle. This this guy and whatever that guy then you get to the end of the episode rick is writing his letter to carl that's when the fart gets released that's like where everything <laughs> comes back for helping people carl going out like a champ um yeah. this, just the utter sadness but then it didn't have to be all bad right it didn't gotcha. it's not all that bad it's still tremendously beautiful and that that carl's uh, desire or, or urging rick reached him that's mm. what made it even better like it would be it would have been one thing to get a letter from carl and oh i killed i killed negan and oh, i finally put him to rest but to have that you did it the way i told you and it actually turned out and then you, you get into season nine it actually turned out okay you know yeah, yeah. you know it, it, it's not the best but it was the best solution possible and that's because of carl and so that's yeah it makes everything so sweet and then you then you're allowed maybe it's just me then you're allowed to kind of let go finally because you're still in the middle of all-out war and you have shit to do and it's not <laughs> over yet right that's yeah. the thing that was getting yeah. me like that's why i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't connect yeah, with that we can't take so this space to process this yet because we're still in the middle of this crazy war literally yeah. we're underground to avoid bombs being dropped dropped and then we, yeah. we take a moment to go up to the church so carl can shoot himself in the head and then get buried finally but it's just rough it's just rough yeah. it's just yeah. too much <laughs> so i'm trying to tell you <laughs> i gotcha anyway <laughs> I know I'm not, at least the thing is, like, I know I'm not alone in this, too. Like, so I'm not the only psychopath. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> there are other people who feel like the way I do. Just, we have, we're, we're this striation of, like, all different types of reactions and why we reacted the way we reacted. It's kind of why we do this thing, don't, isn't it? It is really interesting hearing, you know, we all had a strong reaction to it, but kind of for different little reasons and, mm -hmm. you know, different things stand out to certain people. So that, that's really cool, I think. It's good to kind of point out the things you like. Like, you know, in each mm. other's reactions, then going, what are you, fucking crazy? Oh, what do you, what do you hate? What did you hate Carl the whole time? No, I didn't hate Carl the whole time. I love Carl. Carl's one of my favorite characters. I just had a hard time, okay? I couldn't believe he's gone. My brain couldn't catch up, you know, like so. Yeah. Until the fart finally got released. You're That's what denial. we're calling it. Yeah. Absolute denial. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blue, I'm, I'm focused on blue paint. I'm focused on blue paint. Mm. What is the significance? See, I'm looking this way instead of look. Here's your pain. It's Carl right here. <laughs> your life is ending one minute at a time. <laughs> Looping back around to the themes of 603 and 616. That's kind of what those two episodes, I think, were trying to tell you. It's this tightrope. It's this tightrope between mm. when is it 
all for one and one for all, and that's it. And when is it that you cash your chips and walk away when you have to? And the truth is, you can be a philosopher asshole and say there's an answer. There isn't an answer. The philosopher asshole, the biggest philosopher philosopher asshole will say, and that's where you have to leave it because that's the, the question is the answer. It's not always going to be the same situation every single time. Sometimes you're going to try to do your best to, to save everybody and your best is not going to be enough and you will get everybody killed. Sometimes you, it does work. Sometimes, which is why we thought it would work mm. <laughs> at 616. <Yeah. laughs> There's no good answer. And that's the that's Walking Dead in a nutshell. Right. Walking Dead says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's whatever we decide <laughs> at the time to make you hurt more. Yep. And we're here for it. <laughs> why we do we up wa- with it week after week after week. <laughs> Hurt me more. Hurt me more. I love it. (laughs) If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. (laughs) Exactly. The only thing I will say is that we have brought up the Super Troll Brothers Stanley Milgram experiment. Basically, it's it's shock therapy, people. Walking Dead is saying... literally let's see what we can put them through again and have them keep watching you know Mm. where where is the point at which they because we want them to tune out i've said this before we want them to tune out but they just Mm. keep coming back (laughs) yeah throwing shit at them and they just except for 701 too far too far dollar back (laughs) oh we lost a shit ton of the fan base okay okay let's when i was working at the restaurant i would talk to people about the walking dead all the time you know just in conversation and I would say that 75% of them said they quit watching in 701, after 701. I hear that That all was the almost time, every... Hey, uh, seven, I couldn't crazy. do it after, after Glenn and Abraham. I couldn't do it anymore. And so many people quit right. watching because of that. Yep, yep. If it wasn't the dumpster dive, it was that. Mm-hmm. My friend stopped watching the dumpster dive. But, and then I had a whole bunch of people talk to me. You know, my, my wife's um, mm-hmm. colleagues at school, they came up to me. Oh, I've heard your podcast before. Yeah, I stopped watching after the dumpster dive. Right. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> But then the majority who stuck around, who, who God bless them, right? Stuck around after that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're greeted to the pleasure or displeasure of Lucille. And so, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't that, that's when they peeled off. But I will say on a hopeful note, maybe this is where we can end off too. <laughs> the thing that gives me hope is the Walking Dead ending. And I'll tell you why. Because one of the number one things I'm hearing now is, or and I've been hearing this for the past year and a half. Why year and a half? Pandemic. Mm. Why pandemic? People binging shows. And they say to me, you know what? When when it's over, I'll binge it in one shot. And I, this is where I'm going to link it back to our conversation that we had before the show, which was TWD major conventions, like large-scale conventions. If there's any hope of them returning, it's a revival via uh, like Netflix or Hulu yeah. for Fear the Walking Dead. And I'm not saying it's a sure thing. I'm just saying... It's not unheard of. Yeah. Well, The Office is more popular now than when it first aired, apparently. <laughs> like, it gets way more viewers through streaming. So, oh. yeah, it's definitely, definitely happened. It still airs on tele- on cable television, on Comedy Central, just constantly. Mm. And they, they wouldn't do that if people weren't watching. Yeah. Like my wife, for instance. <laughs> just... It's reliable. I mean, yeah. some people like that, but mm. but that gives me hope, and 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 not just for cons. I'm just saying this is just an example of like, okay, this is the best case scenario. It it creates this fervor, and they're not stopping with their spinoff shows. Like, well, like let's start with yeah. The so there'll always then, be something to keep it relevant, but then yeah. you know, it's something to spark people to go back. Oh, maybe I'll check out the old show. Yeah, it's a good yeah, point. But it's like right? watch watch the show that launched the sh- a thousand shows. You know, this is like the yeah, Star right. Trek franchise, the Star Wars franchise. They're, that's what they're trying to do. And so in that, having all these properties on digital media to be able to stream and binge mm. all at once, which is now where the cult, the 
entertainment culture is going, they're going to binge culture. And I'm still seeing people on Reddit starting from scratch, starting, you know, lending their comments as if they've, they're watching the show. And they are watching the show for the first time, albeit in a truly absurd fashion. Like, can you even imagine uh, having watched, well, Sharon D can tell us, watching that much TWD content at once. It's, I want to say it's not healthy. My gut is telling me it's not healthy. Uh, I think I know someone who would agree with you. I was having nightmares. Yeah. And my husband was like, maybe it's because you're watching 12 hours of zombies a day. That might be it. I don't know. Nah. Nah. I don't see the connection there. You're crazy. You are crazy. The drawback to binging is you don't get the opportunity to connect with the characters in the same fashion you do if you watch week to week. Rachel and I were just talking about this earlier. Why Carol doesn't really connect with me. And I think mm. it's because I binged Badass Carol, and now I've got, when I started watching week to week, is when she was sad, <laughs> Mopey Carol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and honestly, 10, right. so I never had the opportunity to really become attached to her in, in that. Well, in the way that, that right. Rachel does. Right, and like, <laughs> like Rachel and I just binged Game of Thrones, and I can promise that she doesn't have the same connection to a lot of the characters that I do, because I watched it week to week. Right. And suffered along with the characters week to week, and she just you know mm. blew through it. So yeah. um, right. binging right. while while binging is great, it does detract from from your enjoyment and what you take from the show. Yeah, it's a yeah good point. absolutely it diminishes the connections you you're able to build with the characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's no way you can tell somebody who is who is watching on streaming media or streaming services like Netflix or something like that. Hey, stop! I mean, <laughs> watch one, then wait a week. Then watch another one. <laughs> then wait a week. Well, not, maybe not a week, but like you know. But I'll even say, okay, you know what? Let's play the healthy odds, okay? If not a week, a day, a day, a day, a day. One a day. exactly. <laughs> but try telling somebody to do that. Right? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't even listen. Dennis will watch two episodes and then and then quit till the next day. I'm like, I can't do that. Why not the other? The same boom, way. Boom. I can stop. In fact, if it's The Walking Dead, I can definitely stop. I can go. <laughs> I, that was good. It was hard watching just the two just before we went on. I was like, I gotta stop for a second. <laughs> Literally, I had this. I and listen. I have it at. I had it one point twenty five speed. I had it one point five speed. To be fair, but even still, I was <laughs> starting to remember what I felt like <laughs> six years ago or um, yeah. five years ago, and it was rough. Yeah. And not. Purely because of that. Also because I'm like trying to reabsorb or see things a different way. And I did. Yeah, I did see these episodes completely differently the way I saw them at first. I'm seeing the themes. I'm actually tying the two episodes together. I have the hindsight, right? Mm. But, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's still a lot. Now I'm watching for it. And now, see, I wasn't podcasting in 603 and 616. Now that I am, I have that brain on, right? I have that, yep. that absorbing, capturing every single detail, linking themes, playing with certain themes of leave him behind, don't leave him behind, everybody survives, nobody, well, every man for himself, Shane, Otising somebody, ah, triggered. <laughs> but now I can focus on that. I don't know if I ever want to, want to watch a past episode of The Walking Dead Universe ever again, but <laughs> we will We will someday. We will definitely, we will definitely somehow mm. do a half season at a time, maybe, and and maybe retread some old ground and see where we're at. I don't, I don't know. Or we can go episode to episode. I don't give Whoa. a goddamn... Just to touch briefly on on Origins as well, I guess that's like, how how is that experience for you? Because that's almost like a little recap, but you're just getting a few little bits here and there without watching the whole episodes. Sharon and I just watched the Carol one before we hopped on here. 
Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. I'm glad that they were in the order that they were in, though. Did you feel like there was a significance to that order? Um, in a sense? It, not, not that really stood out, but yeah, there were definitely things that carried over from one to the other that were that were good, yeah. So no, I think, uh, I'm sure there was an intention behind it, but I definitely think, in my opinion at least, the Carol one was easily the best, so you guys <laughs> picked well, a good duh, one. Well, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> that was my opinion, but... <laughs> I'm watching the Daryl one and I'm like, I'm not a big fan of the way everything is being narrated. I feel like, okay, I don't know. You guys caught the Carol one, so you have a general sense of how they go, right? Yeah. The narration to me felt, <laughs> I'm like reading a teleprompter. You know you what it tell you that like, you, you, know, you know what it kind of reminded me of? Drunk history. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, the but the reenactments, <laughs> right? Like right? instead Not of the- instead of the reenactments, it was scenes from the from the show, right? Like they were telling, <laughs> like Carol was telling this story, or, or uh, Melissa was telling the story of Carol, and then instead of these reenactments, it was scenes from the show, and I'm, it had a very drunk right. history feel to it. <laughs> instead of drunk people on the couch, you had Melissa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the the, 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 cam- the camera camera angles didn't help. They really didn't help. They were reminiscent of drunk history camera, where it's not a head-on view most of the time. It's like right, the side from view. from the side, and yeah. Because, of course, they're shooting for the same thing. They're trying to shoot for this documentary-ish kind of reenactment. Mm. I liked of like, it. This is what I'm happened not, at I'm the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah, not complaining. Oh, no, I, I'm I complaining. It. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a big complaint, to be honest with you. Because your mind just kind of snaps in. You're like, okay, this is... Like, you know, like, kind of like Heath looking at his reflection. There is that uncanny valley element to it. You're like, this looks not, it's unnatural. It's not what you were expecting. Right. Yeah. Your mind, it's like watching CGI people for the first time. You're like, ooh, I don't like this at all. Why am I (laughs) violently, I feel violence against this. This is weird. Why do I feel so weird? This makes me angry. (laughs) (laughs) CGI deer makes me angry. What's wrong with the shadows? Anyway, so... (laughs) But then it's similar to what reading, watching these people read from the teleprompter. But like, okay, you get over it because I get what they're doing here. And the more I watch, okay, Daryl's Daryl's journey happens to be the longest episode too, mm. because you're realizing as and you don't realize this until you've really kind of watched all of them. I get why they're doing this. <laughs> We're going into the twelfth year, and mm. so the story that they're going to want to tell is an amalgam of all those years, and they're going to want to focus on the play on the players on the characters who've had the most rich history and screen time that that can piece together all these different elements of all these different things that have happened across time. So at first I, so at first when I was sitting down and being angry with this uncanny about like, Oh, what is this teleprompter shit? Got over it because by the end of it, I was like, oh, this is so much. I thought it was because I saw I, my brain. I'm like, this is fucking cash grab shit. But then I got I, I got over it for two reasons. I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay, you're giving a value add to AMC+. Plus. I can respect that hustle. Okay. Then I thought, yes, it's the characters. We got to catch up with them because we have to re-familiarize ourselves with them. This is one of the things I was afraid of in season nine with Maggie particularly because she has a pretty rich history. When we get into season nine, you get this feeling of, oh, she's taking Taming this wild horse. Remember that clip? Taming mm-hmm. wild horses. And you're like, oh, okay, that's the old Maggie. I, I feel that. I feel I understand that. They're doing the same thing here. They're giving yeah. you all of it. They're they're drawing their whole story up to this point so that when you watch season eleven, 
you're gonna understand like on a squawking dead just keep walking podcast level <laughs> why they're they're reacting to things the way they do and why it's so for us who seek these tie-ins and bridges and callbacks why that's so significant so by the time i was done with the whole thing i was like uh daryl i get He's a very complex character. Okay, we move on to Maggie, and I was actually almost angry. You're wondering why, but then the reason is obvious. She's been away for however long it was, uh, about, let me just see. Six years? Technically, two seasons, right? Because two seasons worth of shows because of the 10C episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or, I don't know, one and a half, let's say. Okay, fine. You, You know why, but it's still like, eh, okay, cash grab. Okay, you get to Negan, and you're like, oh, we need this. We so yeah. need this right. because what they do in the Negan one is is so great. All the things we kept saying over the over the years. Oh, imagine it. He says right out front. Imagine it from Negan's point of view, and he's like, they just out of the gate. Imagine he must it from watch Negan's our podcast. You <laughs> <laughs> must listen to Ange- Angela Kang. Yeah. But you get you get what I'm saying. It's like yeah, it's, and he it's, says like not everyone thinks they're the bad guy or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It, Exactly. And it, there's this concerted effort to see things from Negan's point of view, because as you go into season 11, there's undoubtedly going to still be people who's like, remember Glenn? Oh, I'll never forgive him. I hate this redemption arc. Right. But after watching that episode, you're like, you may be like, I still don't forgive him, but I get him. Right. I get Whoa, him. I, know. I know why he exists. I, I felt that way after here's Negan. I mean, I understand. I mean, the thing yeah. is, I knew his backstory from the books, of course, but I see his usefulness but i right. no i don't trust him he's like in the strand corner put him to work <laughs> but don't trust him he's in the evil bucket yeah i got gotcha. you yeah <laughs> put him Just to work throw him don't in trust the bucket him. yeah right right well the, you'll be heartened to hear that like when they do these origin episodes okay we start out with here's negan so they go chronologically through the story so now okay. you're starting with the sympathy you're starting with the sympathy and now you're ending up sort <laughs> of I me mean, you end up obviously on the other side of it where it kind of loops back around to the beginning you know where he's burning the bat but you get this sandwich now of this yeah complicated meat but like this sympathetic bread on both sides now this is why i say like it's necessary because you walk into it you're, you you need to, look people like you or why it's created the most because you kind of need to be like imagine it from the other side and they really do a good job i, I in my opinion they really do a good job of like you, i know you don't like crunchy peanut butter but if we keep smoothing it into the bread you won't <laughs> taste it as much you know like just just put in the cracks and crevices of the bread you know you, it'll it'll feel smooth a little bit you know it'll go down easy i 100 percent believe that if we had started the show with negan i mean obviously i would be on his side yeah i'd be like kill them all they killed our people kill all of them yeah i would totally be on his side (laughs) i mean he's literally telling rick yeah you know what you kill my people and then when i sent people to kill you (laughs) to kill them too to kill you you kill them too (laughs) what am i supposed to do yeah so which is kind of why I'm glad we brought this back around again, because <laughs> between watching the Negan Origins and then going back to 6036, because that's the order I watched it in. I watched the Origins first, then kind of mm. went back. So mm. I, I needed like a refresher before mm. I dove back into 603 and 616. But it was good because then I got that like sort of, I, I had that going in like with my point of view in watching 606 and six, but it's still terrifying. Mm-hmm. Not as terrifying <laughs> knowing that they're just the other side of Rick, but still, so I, listen, I got triggered, whatever. <laughs> Mm. Sue me. 
Um, yeah, and then ending mm. off with Carol was was like a good. I'm gonna say something maybe controversial. She's not. I say she's not as complicated as Daryl. In in my opinion, Daryl. She, she's too... changed a lot, but most of it you get in the main show. Like you're, you're not gonna miss that she went from you know this abused housewife to a warrior to like yeah. There's not a lot to miss, I suppose. What I did like the most about that was Melissa McBride explaining every different version of her is a better version, like a phoenix just right, like probably phoenix rising from the ashes but yeah like (laughs) it's just a newer version that gets burned away and then she becomes a better version but you know it's it's kind of like for those who who didn't uh enjoy carol's uh, journey in season 10 well you needed this kind of like recap to kind of get the whole of her so you can feel like why this would have happened yeah or how it could have happened a woman who who thought she had it you know in the bag with ezekiel lost everything all over again you know Mm. it it was good to see that again so that you could feel less rage maybe against some of the actions like i was i'll admit it whatever but you know it's out of love and this is what i continue to explain to people it's all out of love the reason why Mm. i feel so upset it's like a family member does something stupid why do it so so stupid i love you too much for you to do something stupid that's why that's really the reason that's well put and that's how i feel about this whole origins thing to be honest i i'm really not happy with it (laughs) oh (laughs) please just because I feel like it, it had so much potential, but they just missed so many obvious opportunities that were like right there. I think the Negan and Maggie ones were the biggest offenders for me. The Negan one, for example, like you were saying, uh, you know, it starts off with this really interesting premise of, you know, what if we looked at it from another angle? But what it, what it does, and this happens with Maggie a lot as well, is it just shows scenes from the show that Negan wasn't even in or Maggie wasn't <laughs> like in, in the Maggie one. You see the scene of Glenn and Rick and Herschel at the bar in the shootout. It's like, this would be really interesting if we saw Maggie back at the farm, or or at least you could talk about, you know, Maggie didn't know if they would come back or not. Like, give us a new dimension to the scene that we haven't seen before, but they just kind of show us what we already know. It's like, oh, okay. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Even stuff like in in season eight, right? You've got Negan at the start when he comes out and he's like, I'm sorry, I was in a meeting. There was the whole other scene in another episode of him in the meeting deciding what to do next and then they get interrupted you've got the scene right there why not just put that in chronological order like and then we're seeing it from his perspective but they show rick and this whole like negan had negan wasn't there why are you showing rick stuff and, oh, oh i think i know why no yeah. it's, that's a bit that's that at least i can answer that's an okay. easy one yeah because yeah. they want you to see it from his point of view like they don't want you to see yeah. the cd behind the scenes like negan being a dickhead they want you to see Rick is this aggressor. What is this 10, 9, but 8 that's been the thing. shooting if at me? If he was shit. in a meeting and then there's just these guns outside and he walks out and Rick's there with a gun, then that's that's a lot more sympathetic for Negan as opposed to following Rick approaching the sanctuary and then you're seeing it from Rick's point of view. Mm. Uh. I, I, get, I get what you're saying because of what how they frame it in the beginning. Because like yeah. if, you, if you're framing it from his point of view, it's like, and then these guys, they just rolled up and I don't know why. <laughs> just, yeah. They, Listen, we, you know, I, we gave them so many warnings to try to be like cop on. Like I didn't kill their people and shit. And then you get to the end where he finally goes crazy. And even that they minimize, right? Like yeah. the, him 
just trying to say, oh, I've had enough. Do they show the scene where Rick follows him into the building and beats him with his own fiery bat? No. (laughs) What they they chose to focus on, maybe to your point, was, Mm. you know, and then my number one tries to take me out, but I showed him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So be like, I'm just this innocent victim here, man. I'm just Mm. like... And that's but, where and the that's voiceover ca- helped, hey? <laughs> it <laughs> so like, did. <laughs> it so totally did. And especially Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He had so much attitude about it. <laughs> In fact, like, his was the one that actually was the most pleasant to... Because I'm sitting there yeah. during the Daryl watch, and it's the longest one, by the yeah. way. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, he did ride with Norman Reedus. I've heard him read yeah. from a teleprompter before. It's usually so much better than this. Mm. It's... That's the thing that bothered me the most about it. Yeah, Whatever, gotcha. it was the first one, I got over it. And Maybe they wanted you know, it to on, sound like they were telling a story. Robotic? Well, like they're telling a story. <laughs> yeah. Like they're reading like they're yeah. reading from a storybook. Yeah. That's fair. And I also acknowledge the fact that like that maybe this idea was like not half baked, but like like shoved oh, through the door much. really quick, you know? It it and really it was- felt like that to me. Like it, it wasn't so, it wasn't a matter of how can we do this the best <laughs> it can be. It to me it just felt like, oh, we've just gotta smash something out. That this will do. That's fine. Like yeah. I don't know. That that was just me sitting there thinking like, Oh, there's so many cool things you could have done. I'll I'll give you one or two other examples. Like <laughs> please you could have yes. um for like one scene that stood out was uh, the Too Far Gone scene when Rick's negotiating with the governor. Uh, if they really wanted to go the extra mile, what you could do is go back to the project files and spend longer on the shot of Maggie reacting because you've got it there and you can keep the audio going, but you just spend a little bit longer. So don't shoot new stuff necessarily, but just use a, a bit more of the takes, focus on whoever the main character is, and then just to put us in their shoes rather than just seeing the episode as it played out you've got close-ups of rick and the governor and all this stuff um so that would be one thing that could have been like really like made it oh this is cool like something different and then just from a story standpoint one big standout i was hoping they would do in maggie's one is um glenn's dumpster death because i think what justifies the whole thing is that maggie doesn't know whether he's alive or not and the audience is in the same boat and so that would have been interesting maybe to see you know rick uh glenn's gone out there we haven't heard anything from him and and to see that uncertainty but they skipped over the whole first half of season six so you didn't even get any of that so yeah uh, i think just those those things would have really added a lot of depth to it for me if we were seeing a different angle of of a scene or a story that we've already that we're already familiar with if we you know learned a little bit more which i think carol the, the carol one did all right like seeing her not knowing about glenn and abraham for a while and and being so disconnected to this big thing that we all know is going on in the background so i think that did it quite well but it's yeah a little bit more of that just focus specifically on the character and what were they doing um, rather than just showing us the story that they weren't even involved in so yeah right to your point about the carol piece was having that moment where she didn't know where glenn and abraham were or what happened to yeah them. but then you contrast it with her just just beforehand talking about how she always kind of wanted to be back in the gang and save them from terminus so you got yeah. to see the two reactions to like killing you know her killing too much or the toll it took you know yeah, okay you do this for definitely. so long you become this psychopath <laughs> i'm kidding no you become this like you 
know, I, I, who am I now? I, I don't know who I am. All I do is kill. Wh- where do I end and the, the person who kills begins, right? So yeah. you got to see that, which is great, you know, because it, it was very long and drawn out in the, on the show, but they did a good job of connecting you back to that feeling again. One more I'll say just with Negan, I would have been really interested to hear his side of the whole Alpha situation because you could see, right, that there was like, maybe he was growing to like Alpha. Maybe he was not sure if he did want to actually betray Alexandria. And so that might have been interesting. But they didn't even mention any of that. They just sort of told you what was happening as it was happening, not what was going inside of Negan's head. That's maybe something I I would have liked to see. I took one mental note, though, that he does say. It's this one thing. It it makes a difference. He Mm. says, I gave her, he he says to the audience, as the narrator, he says, I gave her this chance to show her humanity. That's something you, you thought at the time maybe he was trying to do with alpha but Mm. you know the outcome comics readers know the outcome and you know i don't i I didn't watch the comics i heard about it i saw the frames whatever i knew it was coming but i didn't really know the context or whatever but you know i said okay I, i see what's happening here i feel like he's going for humanity but him saying it out loud takes the yeah. mystery away, which is fine. It's after the fact. But he sure. says, I gave her a chance to show that she may have a shred of humanity, which tells me all the suspicions yeah. that we may have had, which is, yeah. you know, it, w- between showing shots right in the beginning of the thing of actual Lucille, you know, having passed with strangled herself, taking too, too many pills, and then the bald head, mm. and then you go back to the scene where he, you know, yeah. rolls the head down the hall. You do <laughs> finally connect the dots a little bit, you know? Yeah, definitely. So yeah. that, I, I did notice that. You know, I but, mm. but I do see what you're saying, though, as, at mm. least as far as because, look, what do we all want out of this? We don't want it to be like just retreading all over ground. Right. Sure. We, want a little ex- we want a little extra. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, our, yeah. for our trouble. Right. You know, come on. Mm. Give me something new. So I took I, like whatever nuggets I could get from that. I took sure. <laughs> like, like that humanity yeah. thing. But to your point, that's why when I was watching the Daryl one, because it is so long, there were some things that were, I was like, okay, it's good that they said this out loud, kind of like the Negan thing. Yeah. But for the most part, this is what made me mad. I watched an hour and 15 minutes of, I think it was an hour and 15 minutes of, yeah, something like, that. like just a recap. Now yeah. I get why you have to do it. And then Maggie also, and I think maybe to your point also about mm. Maggie was the next one was 45 minutes, not an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, and all I'm seeing is like you said, it's not as much about Maggie. And then you suddenly start to realize maybe it's the fact that she was underutilized too like, yeah maybe. she could have been more yeah. speen speak, speak speaking for herself but mm. maybe not you know sure. and those speens yeah. scenes spoke for her in a way yeah. you know, do, do you think that makes sense or like i don't know because yeah, the more you were talking the more i was realizing oh maybe they just kind of didn't give her as many scenes you know like they yeah. didn't really they inferred a lot from what yeah. happens like with herschel and just yeah. and so you know? maybe that's the whole thing like that what was inferred in the show this is the chance where you could expand on it a bit more and say you know here's another side of what maggie was going through that you might not have noticed before and so you can do that through the voiceover or or they could have done that more but uh, (laughs) right right exactly nuggets here and there that it's like oh that's cool i've I've learned something a little bit more about the character but it was only a teeny bit here and there whereas it could have been a lot more i thought but then again that probably goes to the final point which is you know what? They pushed it out. Yeah. They just it. they just needed to push something out. <laughs> yeah. Really, really. Oh, we have this great idea. Let's catch everybody up. 
let's not put too much thought into it. Let's just yeah. get these best of moments and yeah. then push this thing out and see what happens. So maybe that's the end result. It was just, sure. they could have planned it out a lot better, but they didn't. Yeah. It, it, they could have done a little bit more with it, but they didn't. The, the voiceover seemed a bit rushed. Mm. I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I think, wins the prize on, <laughs> he on, on really taking advantage of it. To be honest, because yeah. he go, he just takes, he has fun with it. <laughs> what does he say? Like, unlike your daddy Rick, Judith knows a thing or two. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's having fun. Yeah, it is. It is kind of a treat to watch Jeffrey Dean Morgan <laughs> spin yeah. his point of view, almost like you're hearing him like defending Negan all the way sure. through. Which, yeah. yeah, we've seen before. Yeah, I guess what ties everything together is kind of what we've been overlapping on. Is just, is just going through the origins, going through some, you know, retreading four times through these best of moments through the eyes yeah. well through the perspectives of each character and finally getting to watch this one pivotal moment in walking dead history it's kind of interesting watching this this moment in twd history where basically everything changes for most of the people we've been following mm. and then finally going to season 11 where everything is completely different I mean, in some ways, far worse. But TWD wise, writing wise, executive producer wise, so much different. <laughs> if you think about it, yeah, we were like we were like about to go into the troubles. Just at like six sixteen, we're entering the troubles. Yeah, and now we're out of it. But and yet things are kind of worse in their world. You know, Alexandria is done. But we have better. We have. I mean, listen, IMHO. We have better writing and cohesiveness, even though things suck. Any of you guys with with any final? thoughts i am sad it's ending uh-huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> sharon are you sad it's ending um i'm really interested to see if they tie the end into fear somehow it, yeah I'm, I'm thinking there has to be, be a really reason cool. that they decided to run the two shows concurrent uh, i mean to run um the world beyond mm-hmm. and fear concurrently again and i'm thinking yeah. it's gonna be like there there's a reason that they need they need those shows together it's all gonna tie in somehow I hope that's so. what I'm uh, hoping for. Not to be all self-centered, I I'm convinced that they just want to make me crazy. <laughs> <can't do> that. <laughs> yep, they're good. Is as anybody that. is anybody else feeling that? Because Ben, do you know, feel I secretly that? Lobby them. <laughs> <laughs> You're all out to get me. You're all. Yeah. It's all over. It's all good. We but, can't oh, actually, let him ben, sleep. Let's just pile on as much as we can. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's so true. At um, least they but didn't actually, do Walking Dead, Fear, and the World Beyond all on the same night. Don't oh. at least me. Oh <laughs> you know, I'm getting older. I just can't handle this anymore. <laughs> actually, but I wanted to ask Ben: like, are, will you be covering anything beyond the Walking Dead's uh, last season? Will you be trying to cover? Because uh, I, I know I ask you this every time. Mm, yeah, <laughs> will, uh, as in afterwards. Well, like, I once, mean. Once- Maybe, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, like Fear the Walking um, Dead or Walking Dead World Beyond. Definitely. Carol like, spinoff. Um, I'm keen to, you know, with the Daryl and Carol spinoff and stuff like that, keen to see how it goes. And if the other guys are keen at least, so I'll keep our show going with that. Um, usually with, with Fear and World Beyond, we'll do like one or two episodes for like the half season or something like that and, and sort of do it all in a bulk a lot just because, mainly because of time really, just because like, um, yeah, we've all, we're all quite busy and so, we can do Walking Dead for you know 16 weeks of the year, but to to do it constantly, we probably <laughs> wouldn't have the time to. But but still, definitely love covering um you know Fear and and World Beyond and stuff when whenever we get the time to. So yeah, absolutely. We'll, I'll definitely be watching it. What I said. Oh okay, that's good enough for me to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it is. 
Because yeah. uh, so then we could talk about it. <laughs> oh, for sure, hundred percent. And man, fear, like I'm, I'm so interested to see where that's going because that was just a crazy ending. Like that, what are they even gonna do? That's mm. like nuts. <laughs> I remember our live stream before. Uh, what was our live stream? Was it just? Um, it was right near in the beginning, I think, because we were uh, yeah, in the midst it was about of halfway our... through season six, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So like three or four episodes in, yeah, probably yeah. three. And then yeah, we were like talking about it. And we're like, oh well. Where do you want to see this character go? Who do you think should lead? I remember we're talking about mm. that. And like, it's funny that you bring this up and it's just like, season six is is crazy. We had talked about it in the finale and we're like, there is no, we don't know where this shit's going to go next. It is, you literally blew up the setting. <laughs> you pulled you pulled a Star yeah. Trek season two into season three. What the, <laughs> by bringing in the Borg, literally. I mean, not wow. literally, but... Okay, some people will get that reference. <laughs> if you get that reference, leave a comment or maybe a rating at ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead. Five stars and eggplant. We know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> and if you really, this is where we're ending the show. <laughs> and if you really like us, you head over to ko-fi.com slash squawking dead and uh, just follow us. Just follow us. So this way you can be a part of these recording sessions. You know, join mm. in the action. Ask a couple questions. Maybe even guide this crazy episode so it can actually to go in places where you want it to go you guys need to watch or listen to just keep walking podcast you can get it on turnsounds.com slash just keep walking or you can head over to the youtube page which doesn't have a url but you could just go just keep walking on youtube <laughs> just keep walking. you'll find it right or just look at the blog eventually and it'll be in our description <laughs> i will definitely be linking or embedding the ep- or at least a couple of the episodes from the the music of the walking dead so you can actually enjoy it live in the blog and then you can go oh i like these guys let's subscribe on youtube and then i'll just listen to their podcast on turnsounds.com slash just keep walking but thank you ben so much for joining us i'm i i I love breaking down this topic thank you so much thank you for reaching out to me for doing this i i love you forever (laughs) benji oh oh good mate no thank you so much for having me always good to hang out with you guys and um yeah i just talk to people who are as invested in all this stuff as i am so yeah it's always a pleasure yeah you guys are always really fun to both to talk to and to listen to so yeah well thank you very much yeah, we're all different colors of the Fruit Loop <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a good night. And, and hope you enjoyed this episode. You, we'll see you in the next one. This was a very lovely special. Web shooters. That's, that's it. Thanks so much for making it to the end of this podcast. We really, really appreciate it. If you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash dead. Lend us your thoughts after every single episode. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't like. Communicate with us. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Anything after every single episode. It always helps. And share the podcast with others. Uh, as this is a new segment, we wanted to kind of remind you that when you join our Whisperers and Survivors tier, you get these shout-outs at the end of every podcast. That's right. This podcast has been brought to you by Survivor tier member Aliza J, who hosted our next podcast, or, well, the podcast after, which is episode 144, covering The Walking Dead's season 11 season premiere. Aliza J, our top 
tier, survivor tier member. That's it for now. I'm David Cameo, host of Squawking Dead, signing off. <laughs>